Welcome to Money Making Conversations. It's the show that shares the secrets of success experienced firsthand by marketing and branding expert Rashawn McDonald. I will know. He's given me advice on many occasions, and in case you didn't notice, I'm not broke. You know he'll be interviewing celebrity CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. It's what he likes to do. It's what he likes to share. Now it's time to hear from my man, Rashawn McDonald. Money Making Conversations. Here we go. Happy, happy new year. Happy new year, 2022. Uh, uh, this, um, you're listening to Money Making Conversation. That was Stephen A. Smith, who's uh, recovering from COVID. My blessings. I've been talking to him on a daily basis. Uh, and But a lot of people are recovering from COVID. My staff at my office, uh, I have three pl- employees who currently have tested positive, And others have been near individuals who have... Um, been um, diagnosed with uh, testing positive COVID. So this is something that's not going away. It's um, it's here. And um, it's something that shouldn't allow us to be depressed. Don't get down. Don't let COVID win. Don't don't get let COVID win. I'm going to keep my energy up because guess what? I'm on this show because people have given me the opportunity to speak to you every Tuesday. And when I speak to you, I want to let you know tomorrow is a better day. Today is a great day because you're listening to me. Not only are you listening to me, but you're in a position to change your life. Yes, you can. You can change your life. You can you can stop your car. You can get out of your car. You can go inside another store. You can buy something. You can turn your television set. You can do anything you want. Those are decisions that you make. They may seem small to you, but they're major decisions because there are people like that who can't not make that same decision that you seem to believe is so simple, they can't do it. My show this year is about master classes. It's not a radio show anymore. It's a master class, a master class on helping you change your life. That's what Money Making Conversations is about. You know, uh, it's been a busy week so far for me. I'm in demand. That's a good thing to say. I'm in demand. Yesterday I was on Good Day Atlanta talking to Sharon about um, how to change your life. Wow. We we do this to the top of the year. This is when you can reset. You can re what you've done in 2021 still has happened. But you can kind of reset. You can kind of reset your goals. You can try to refocus yourself to be a better person. You can re, uh, think about your relationship. Think about your job. Think about your investments. Think about losing weight. That's what that new year allows you to do, to reset. So if you're resetting or thinking about resetting, call me right now. Let's, let's talk. And what I don't want you to do is not call. Because what always annoys me about people who don't call is I don't want nobody to know what I'm thinking about. Well, if you don't tell somebody what you're thinking about, if you don't tell somebody what you believe you want to have happen in your life, it's not heard by somebody, then guess what? It may not happen. But we got a lot of things we want to talk about. How fantastic James Bailey, he's going to be on the show today. But more importantly, this show is your show. I want you to understand this is a master class. I'm not saying my life is right, but I'm saying this, I got to get your life right. And the only way I'm going to get your life right is by providing you with information. Because right now, as I said earlier, COVID may be winning, but guess what? It does not have to win. It does not have to win. If you don't know about my one-hour masterclass, I'm telling you, I will have my usual celebrities on, my usual entrepreneurs on, my influencers. More and mostly important, I need you. This masterclass will deliver information by career planning, motivation, financial literacy, and how small businesses can succeed with the right tools and information. That's my job. That's my job. Rashawn McDonald, that is my job on WCLK to give you the information. Now, I gave away some great information last 
month before on my last show, I gave away my money-making conversation guide to success. I gave away about 20 copies. I mailed them out personally. It was a lot of fun. A lot of people had a, a lot of people called in on that show. It's probably our busiest show of the year. But again, that was the end of 2021. We have a new year, 2022. Let's get it rock and roll. It's a new year and this time, in this time of year, we always talk about making changes in our lives. Now you always hear me on this show when you start talking about making changes. I always tell people to if you have a sense of purpose or a gift, to always leave with your gift. And don't let your age, friends, family, or coworkers stop you from planning or living your dreams. Wow. We let people stop us all the time. We really do. But what we really do the most, we stop ourselves. We have a general tendency to use age as an excuse when pursuing our dreams. I welcome getting old. I don't understand how you cannot welcome getting old if you're trying to achieve something in life because that's the only way you can achieve your goal is to get old. I don't care if you're 18, 40, or 60. You should never use age as an excuse. Today is your time. Today is your time. Because when, you when you're 18, you're 40, you're 60, those age groups that I've chosen right there mean, meant something to me and should mean something to you. Because 18, you know, you're getting out of high school. You know, nobody's telling you what you're doing anymore. So you're at a state in your life where you can start making those decisions. When you start making those decisions, it can change your life. But sometimes in the era that I grew up in, if you was 18 years old and you was in a room, as they say, full of grown folks, they tell you, step out the room, grown people talking. Well, we can't talk like that no more to our young people. We have to mentor our young people because technology is available to them now that you never had. I grew up with a rotary dial telephone. It took me all night to dial 911 on a rotary dial telephone. You can actually speak 911 now. So why are you going to tell a young person who wants to seek advice, who wants to listen to your wisdom, step out of the room, grown people are talking. That's an 18-year-old person who I'm telling right now, reach for your dreams because technology is giving you an opportunity to reach for your dreams. Now, it's a tricky age out here, the 40-year-old person. That's a tricky age. You know, because uh, it's not 30. People, A lot of people use the word 30. It's that 40-year-old mark where you can really look at your life and go, I'm not happy. I can't make a change. I'm not with the person I want to be with. I'm not in a relationship I want to be with. I want to make change. That's that 40-year-old mark. I'm going to hold that thought. Hold that 40-year-old mark because I want to get Quentin from the West End on the call. Hey, Quentin, how you doing that, my friend? Happy New Year. This is Rashawn McDonald speaking. Happy New Year, brother. Happy New Year. What you got to say, Quentin? You know, um, I love what you're talking about. I was just um, looking at um, Reverend Ike and Neville Goddard talking about believing in yourself. Yes, sir. And what I've been wanting to do is, is get my message out and talk to people more in a physical space. Mm-hmm. And so I'm I'm looking for a mentor. Do you have any suggestions out there for people that's looking to go into new arenas and do something new but may not know how to get started? Well, I'm going to tell you this. Uh, when you use the word mentor, you first of all have to define who you are. And then when you sit down and talk with somebody, you can tell them your dreams accurately. See what, because people have approached me a lot of times saying they need a mentor. And I don't know what that means because I don't know what you need. See, if you don't know what you need, then I can't help you. Uh, this radio show every Tuesday, you can call me every Tuesday, Quentin. 
Every Tuesday, you can call me and I mentor you right on this on these airways if you know what you want and you have a plan to get there. My whole goal in life is to help everybody who calls me, everybody who listens to me to say, if you don't have a plan, if you're going out on faith, if you call me on faith, you might want to hang up the phone call because I can't help you on faith. What I can help you is shape your plan. I can help you uh, uh, project your dreams. I can help you accomplish your goals. So, Quentin, the whole process of being able to get a mentor is to be able to be able to talk about what you want, and then you'll be able to connect with the people you want. I always use this phrase: If you want to be a doctor, you should not be talking to a mechanic. So, if you have a dream, you will, and you know what you want, you will eventually get around the right people who can help you accomplish your dream. Does that make sense? That makes perfect sense. Actually, I, I definitely have a plan, mm-hmm. um, and I definitely sat down and wrote it out over three years ago um, and I continue to update the plan so I started a YouTube channel where Congratulations. I was speaking to young men um, about how to maneuver in life and so I'm uh, the next okay no no keep talking Just I'm listening to you I'm listening to you un- unveil your dreams to my audience telling them you have a plan in place and I'm allowing you to recite it in public because I always tell people about this is your, this is bragging Quentin, and that's a good thing because, see, a lot of people take the word bragging and treat it as a negative. You know, you should be bragging about what you're doing. You should be bragging about your children. You should be bragging about what you're accomplishing in life, your career, your work, your product, your business. It's bragging because if you don't tell people what you do, then guess what? Corporations do it all the time. Ford, when they advertise, that's bragging. When they talk about F-150, that's bragging. McDonald's, when they advertise, that's bragging. Target, Walmart, that's bragging. But when we brag or we talk about it, then people say, you bragging. You stuck on yourself. Do not allow old terminology to stop you from accomplishing your dreams. Corporations have been bragging all their lives. We've accepted it. But when we try to do it, then people try to... Say we're being condescending, we're being selfish, we're not focused. You should start promoting yourself. Social media allows us to do that now. Promote who you are. So continue to brag, Quentin. Tell us about what you got going on in your life. Okay, so um, I was, I'm was i a former school teacher, and I took a year to travel with my family um, around the United States of America. I have four daughters. Um, I've been married since I was uh, 19. So me and my wife, this will be our 16-year um, anniversary. Um, and pretty much I started a company out in, in Atlanta. I was raised in Riverdale, Georgia. Started a company, had 11 employees at one point. Um, and so, yeah, and I have a master's degree in marketing. Thank you, brother. So um, I've been doing a lot of things, but I have not been bragging. <laughs> so you see what I'm saying, you and you, really I'm gonna tell you something, Quentin. Your story is compelling. It's a, I'm, I'm interested. I want to hear more because see what happens is, and I want to just let people know that. That's why I encourage people to call. That's so such a blessing to me for for you to call and for to have such a, a the perfect story for people to hear you. You know, you know, you know, your life is a story. It's a book. And what happens is we look at television, we look at streaming, we look at movies and we see those stories and we don't think they are possible to be a part of our life. But my man, you are a story. You are a book. You are a wealth of knowledge. But if you don't brag, if you don't tell us who you are, if you don't tell us your journey, then guess what? 
you have no value to me to make my life better. And that's what people don't understand. If McDonald's stop, stop bragging, people will stop buying their hamburgers. If Target stop advertising, you think they're closed. If Ford stop advertising their trucks, you stop, you'll buy somebody else's truck. So when you brag, Quentin, or anybody who's listening to me, if you want to call in on my show and start bragging and letting people know about your products, letting people know about your business, letting people know about your career, letting people know how positive you are, that's what money-making conversation is all about, Quentin. That's it. So keep Absolutely. bragging, brother. Absolutely. Um, and, yeah, and so what I'm looking to do now, my journey started basically from my friend passing away at 13 years old in front of my face. Mm-hmm. And when I seen my friend pass away, he passed away from an enlarged heart unexpectedly. And in that very moment, I realized that life could end like right now. Yes. And so that's been my motivation to like live every day and, and really go all out. And, um, and, and it put me on a spiritual journey, which is what I want to share with people. Um, because this journey, what we, they said with flesh, we got our, we have a spirit, we're spiritual, basically, um, before anything else. Mm-hmm. And so, like I said, I'm just looking to get in bigger platforms where I can project the message out and really, you know, connect with people out here that I know are looking for the message. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I tell you yeah, what we're going to do, Quinn. I'm telling you what we're going to do, Quinn. Uh, I'm about to go to break. But every Tuesday, just call me up. So, Rashawn, this is my this is my topic this week. This is my topic okay. this week. So we can start get, helping you get your message out because you're trying to change lives here, brother. Okay, absolutely. If you want to change lives, guess what? You need help. I'm I'm help. I'm H E L P. I'm help for anybody like you. So every Tuesday, brother, don't disappoint me, Quentin. Every Tuesday, this first break oh, no. gonna always be the break. That people can call and talk to Rashawn because the next break, I got my man James Bailey coming on and all my guests will start coming on. And we'll be taking cure questions for those in, those people who want to ask them questions. But more important, Quentin, we're going to talk next week. Quentin from the West Side next week, okay? We will be right back with more money-making conversation with Rashawn McDonald. You are now tuned into the Money Making Conversations, Minute of Inspiration with Rashawn McDonald. Lindsay Davis is currently an anchor for ABC News Live Prime and Weekend World's News Tonight on Sundays. We talked about the difference between news and opinionated journalism. It's always about the facts. I think that it's also about knowing what you don't know. And so I think that when you don't have a lot of variation, a lot of variety of perspectives and lenses and experiences at the proverbial table, then you're missing some of the nuance to the story, right? And some of the relevant facts get thrown aside. I don't think that I'm coloring it with anything, except that I do come with the, the perspective and the experience of of being a black woman in America. And so I think that I may have certain questions that I'm going to ask or that I'm going to lean into based on my own experience. If you want to hear this full interview with Lindsay Davis, visit moneymakingconversation.com. Keep winning. Now let's return to Money Making Conversation with Rashawn McDonald. My name is Rashawn McDonald. If you don't know me, you can Google me. You'll find my career is interesting. My career has uh, has taken a lot of incredible journeys and journeys that I, I didn't believe I could even dream about, but I did dream about them. And they, they happened because of the fact that I could consider that a possibility. That's why I always tell people, dream. If you dream, it becomes possible. If you talk about it, 
It can happen because if somebody hears your thoughts, if somebody hears your dream and they agree with it, then it can help you make it happen. But if you stay silent, if you stay, as they say, too humble, or you or you've been or you following that path of people telling you, oh, don't don't brag. Don't don't. No, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, you better brag. You better tell people what you want. That's what social media is all about. That's why you've been given this gift of TikTok and Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, because now you can promote, you can talk, you know, you can tell people about your sandwich. You can tell people about your brag about your children. You can talk about your recovery from cancer. You can talk about your ability to be great. You can talk about different things that are accomplished. You can motivate yourself and motivate other people through your life story, your telling. That's what bragging is all about. Muhammad Ali is the greatest bragger of all time. I am the greatest, he said. And guess what? To this day, we still believe he is the greatest. And prime time, Dion, prime time is amazing. I can't read that. What's that? Oh, James is there? Okay, cool. We're going to go to my next guest. I've been, I've been waiting on him. He's amazing. And um, I just want to remind everybody that every Tuesday, this is the first master class session we started today. And the master class session will continue all the way to June uh, February 4th, every Tuesday, we'll do two different topics. So don't go anywhere. If you want to talk to us, please talk to us. But let's get started with my first guest of the year. This, my guest on the show is James Bailey. He is the president and CEO of Russell Innovation Center for Entrepreneurs, RICE. RICE is an economic mobility unit engine for the community, driving entrepreneurs and small business owners to innovate, grow, create jobs, and build wealth. They house over 50,000 square feet of convening, meeting, and innovative space. I've been over there. It's in the brilliant. It's right down the street from the restaurant that I go to all the time. I'm going to let him talk to us about it because of the fact that he's his, his I want to say his brainchild, but I got to say it, it comes out of his brain because I, I toured over there and I was I was blown away. In fact, it inspired me to do what I'm doing now with 3815 Media when I went and bought a building last uh, September of 2020. So let's bring to the show on Money Making Conversation, my first guest of the year, Mr. James Bailey. Hey, James, how you doing? Brother Rashawn, man, if I knew I was the first guest of the year, brother, this, this is an honor. Well, uh, well you know some James, uh, you know, I've been hunting you down, been hunting you down. Because <laughs> I've been wanting to get you on the show, man. I started in September. When you start talking about entrepreneurship, I think what you're doing at uh at the at Rice is is the is the is the right person to talk to it because you have a structure, you have a building, and you're a place that believes in it. Let's let's get a little before we get into it, let's get a little history, a little background on you and your career. How did it all get started for you that got you headed in this direction? You know, brother, it's amazing the, the power of uh and Rashawn, do you hear Echo Brother? Is that kicking back to you? Uh no, sir. I hear you very clearly, sir. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um you know it's a, it's, it's amazing the power of presence. I started my first business at 12, but because I did that, um, because my barber uh, whispered in my ear, son, you need to go find you something you love and go make money doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, that one statement in my ear, and there's a longer story for another time, literally shaped the trajectory of my life. I saw everything different. Nobody in my life up until that point had talked to me about ownership. I had never heard the word entrepreneurship. Uh, and my first business, the thing that I loved then was steer- car stereo equipment. Right. So at the age of 12, brother, I started my own car stereo equipment business. And uh, quite honestly, the only reason that I went to college is because of that business. Yes, sir. Um, I was not the best student. In fact, I was a horrible student. Uh, branded gifted in kindergarten. However, 
my aspiration to be successful in business meant my need for education. School became relevant and I took off. AP physics, AP calculus, because hell, it would have been called STEM education back then. I was dealing with ohms and wattage and installing in stereo. Um, so those weighted grade point averages actually raised my GPA up just enough to qualify to go to the University of Georgia. So entrepreneurship throughout my journey, bro, started my first business at 12, uh, bought my house, first house at 19, made my first million at 23, 24. Uh, but I did not have good money role models. So I went from living in a 10,000 square foot home to being homeless by the time I was 28. Uh, four years later, I was helping grow a $30 million nonprofit in 10 countries. And uh, now this latest thing that I'm a part of, the Russell Center, uh, there are very few times in life where you get to be a part of something you know will outlast you. Uh, and there are even rarer moments where you get to be a part of something that could potentially change the course of history. And I think what we're doing at 504 Fair Street, uh, with the largest center in the world dedicated to growing and scaling black businesses, has the capacity to change the world. You know what I, uh, I you know, I, I was just talking about, I don't know if you heard the earlier part of the show, it's about bragging, you know, bragging and promoting. And as black people, we do, a, you know, we don't understand that because we, we tend to tend to humble ourselves and say, hey, don't talk, don't promote yourself. Or, you know, you can't, you can't brag about your success. You know, that's gloating. And you got to be able to market yourself. I know you, I, I, you, you took me on a tour of this facility. I saw the, the early stages when it, when it wasn't complete. Now I saw the brilliance yep. of it. I saw the, and you, and, it, and, and you was telling me, Rashawn, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to have this location over here. And you just walk me to room, to room, to room. And if you didn't talk like that, James, about the facility, I would not have been inspired by that. Talk about how people mix message when you're trying to, trying to grow your brand, try to talk about your business, and then you can be met with, oh, you just gloating, oh, you just bragging, oh, you just too much. You know, I've I, I, I battled with that, Rashawn, and I think that the word that escapes all of it is authenticity. Yes. If you are true to your brand, yes, sir. if you are true to your mission, if you truly believe in what you're doing, and it comes off as authentic, I think you start to mitigate some of those kind of societal community issues uh, because people can feel the energy. They can feel that, you know what, this brother right here is absolutely in it for the right reason. Right. He ain't bragging. He's just seeing a vision, and I, I want to catch that vision. So uh, I think authenticity <laughs> is one of the things that, that needs to be lifted up when we start talking about entrepreneurship and small business. Are you true to it? And if you're true to it, people will know. Now, here's the interesting thing about it. Now, Rice or Russell Center invests in black entrepreneurs, strengthens back, strengthens businesses, and creates community. Those three things I took out of my, you know, doing my research and everything about this center. Now, when I walk through there, how does one who's listening, how does one get involved and what type of individuals come to your facility for success? You know, I stole the HBCU model. <laughs> I think that far too often we start programs with the only goal of being informative. Mm -hmm. uh, we need things that are focused on being transformative. And so I need to be able to help the guy that's leaving the post office after 15 years and just wants to start out on a dream. Right. All the way up to the person who's trying to scale a business north of 50, $100 million. Mm -hmm. So our big ideas platform, Inspire, Develop, Execute, Accelerate, Scale, allow somebody at the earliest stages of an idea 
but we're also there to help somebody at the later stages of growth and scale. Um, you know, we, we, we are, because who, who we are, we had to cast a wide net uh, to make sure that we're able to provide hope to people, man. I mean, post-pandemic, we're going to need more than symbols of hope. We're going to need institutions to manufacture it. And we hope to be one of those institutions. So we are currently um, industry agnostic. Mm-hmm. If you have a dream, if you have an ambition, you want to start a business, you want to grow a business, we have a platform to help you do that, meet you where you are, and help you get to where you're trying to go. You know, it's really interesting when I hear you talk and I hear about uh, the word entrepreneur. Um, I have an idea what that is. I really do. But I also know a lot of people don't have an idea what that is, you know, because the word small business pops into that word. Entrepreneur, is, that, is that the same thing as a small business owner and entrepreneur? Is that the same thing? What, 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 because there's, there's so many words out there. We get confused and you got so many ways you can get a small business loan or you can't get a small business loan. You had the PPP out there. The COVID came. Now, COVID went. Now, COVID's back. Got a friend <laughs> called Omicron. You know, it's like, you know, what do we go if a, if a person's trying to go out there, trying to break change? We realize that, you know, unemployment you know, people don't even want to return back to 40-hour-a-week jobs. They don't. They they, they, they they stayed at home. They don't want to go back. They feel there's a different life. Emotionally, they don't want to deal with the stress of what that company or that corporate world was offering them. Now they want to be an entrepreneur. How do they break that cycle and take advantage of the opportunities you guys are providing at the Russell Center? You know, I, I see them different. And everybody has their own definition of what entrepreneurship is right. and what it's not. Um, I'm just a firm believer entrepreneurs are problem solvers. Mm-hmm. And small business owners are ones that can capitalize on opportunities. You know, entrepreneurs look at a landscape and see what's not there. And they try to create it. They try to fill that gap. And in my opinion, entrepreneurship is literally a problem met with an economic solution. Now, you may evolve into becoming a small business owner. You've got a repeatable business model where you're not just working on the business, but the business works for you. I think they're different, and I think they're wired different. You and I could go and buy 10 Popeye's franchises, and we'd be in business. Mm-hmm. And we make decent money, but we haven't solved a big problem. And I think entrepreneurs are uniquely equipped to solve the big problems that society faces, and they make money doing it. Wow. We're going to go to the break. We will be right back with more money-making conversation with Rashawn McDonald. You are now tuned into the Money-Making Conversations Minute of Inspiration with Rashawn McDonald. I sat down with my man, Todd Delaney. At the age of 18, he was focusing on pursuing his baseball career and was drafted by the New York Mets. During his pursuit, he realized there was a higher calling on his life and left the world of sports to pursue a career as a gospel recording artist. He is revered as one of the influencers of the next generation of gospel music. Here's what Todd Delaney had to say. The crazy thing about how much we put so much emphasis on sports in in America. Like, Uh, if you make it to the top in sports, they think that's the greatest thing. But for me, impact, impact was the the greatest thing. I said, man, how can I impact the world? Don't ever chase the dollar. You know what I'm saying? It's not the the dollar. Chase the impact. How Mm -hmm. can you make an impact on other people's lives and the money will chase you? And so I'm in a really beautiful place right now. If you were to listen to this full interview with Todd Delaney, it's available on moneymakingconversation.com. Now let's return to Money Making Conversation with Rashawn McDonald. 
I'm talking to the president and CEO of Rice, the Russell Innovation Center for Entrepreneurs, Georgia Bulldog. You, you, I at least had to bring that up on you today. I could not. When you said you went to Georgia, I, you know I couldn't leave the phone calls without bringing up the Georgia Bulldog. How you feeling? How you feeling? Well, Sean, feeling? I'd like to correct you, brother. Mm-hmm. It is the soon-to-be national champion, <laughs> Georgia Bulldog, if we're going to go on the record first. See, that's all I'm saying. That's, you cannot be in this city and not, because I remember when I met you, man, we, half our conversation, man, was about the Georgia Bulldogs and to see them about to about to do it right, to take down that big, bad Alabama next Monday. It's going to be special, brother. You couldn't have said it better. Big, bad Alabama. It's time for them to go down. Absolutely. I, mean, dude, I Absolutely. think we're hungry. These dogs want to eat. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just our time, brother. It's been Absolutely. a long time since we held up a race. You know, I, you know, I was doing research about this big ideas model, and you brought it up in conversation. And we always talk about catchy phrases. We always talk about things that, you know, to get people to notice you. Now, if you, I always just want to slow down in this break and find out exactly what you meant when you say big idea model. What exactly is that, our big ideas model? It's, um, remember when I said I, I took a page out of the HBCU book? Mm-hmm. Um, is looking at how I can be a green freshman yes, and not know anything, and I start freshman year. I'm not taking senior-level courses because I am not ready. And if I don't master everything that freshman year, I don't become a sophomore. If I've not completed all of my coursework, I don't graduate. So in our platform, we don't really believe in social promotion because I think part of the issue is – in the marketplace, far too often, the programming is just based on time, not on readiness. And so inspire, develop, execute, accelerate, scale takes a company from just a concept to, to actually a concept or like a curiosity mm. concept. Concept to then a company, company to customers, customers to, you know, to scale. And so we're moving someone along a continuum of engagement rather than just the programmatic approach. But also, brother, I go, I want to say, again, from the HBCU model, if you if you and I went out and talked to a brother from Morehouse. Yes, sir. Or Howard, or a sister from Spelman, and asked them to talk for two minutes about their experience at their, their institution. Although they spent over $200,000 on their education, spent 90% of their time in the classroom, when we asked them to talk for two minutes about their time at Spelman, they're not going to bring up a single class they took. It was about the community, mm-hmm. the culture, the mm-hmm. covenant of what it meant to be a Morehouse man or a Spelman woman. Mm-hmm. You wrap that around a world-class curriculum, world-class instructors. Now you've got something that's more than just a program. Mm-hmm. And it's exactly how we, we're building our Big Ideas platform to not just to be about programming and information sharing, but how can we be transformational? Wow. Uh, we have Roy. He's from Stone. Roy, you still on the call uh, on the line from Stone Mountain? Yes, Roy. Sir. How you doing, Roy? Are you yeah. on the line with Rashawn McDonald and Mr. James Bailey? How you doing? You got a question for us or you want to have a comment? I'm good. I'm good. I have a sort of like a two-part question here. Okay. Um, now, I, I just saw a quote from Drake, and this kind of, you know, uh, got me. It, you know, what you all were talking about, you know, the different things that you do and you're successful. And, you, you know, you have other people around and you think, you know, you, you're talking about your success stories. But... They feel like uh, you might be bragging. Now, I might. I, I work like seven days a week. I'm always doing something. 
I am an entrepreneur. I can consider myself and be an entrepreneur. But I'm not the type of person. I, I've heard an old saying saying that you would have to find new friends. If your friends can't educate you, you're the smartest one in the group or whatever the case may be. I don't like switching and, you know, getting new friends. I, I like the friends that I have, but some of them just can't relate to my success and, you know, not necessarily saying that they show it, but I feel like all the time when I'm talking about things, I'm bragging about different things that I'm doing in my life. So, I mean, how do you do, what do you do in that case? I'm going to turn this right over to Mr. Bailey, because that's why I love his facility, his, his, the innovation center, because when you walk in there, you're not bragging. You're talking to mentors. You're talking to peers. Isn't that exactly what you're doing over there is making people like Roy be comfortable? Am I correct, Bailey? Brother, it's all about it's all about belonging. And Roy, thank you for the question, man. You know, your friends are your friends. And, I, you know, I don't necessarily subscribe to the no new friends model because you got to find your tribe. In this business, when you're an entrepreneur, it is a very lonely place. The anxiety, the depression, uh, the self-esteem hits that you take, you need to be fortified by people that can see it. Sometimes you just need to hear somebody say, man, that's going to work, or I believe <laughs> it, or I see it, mm-hmm. or I can help. Mm-hmm. And you've got to expand and be willing to expand your network because there, an entrepreneur with no network ain't an entrepreneur that's going to be around for very long. Right. And an entrepreneur that is willing right. to expand that network to fill the needs that he or she has is the one that's going to prosper, brother. Find your tribe. And, and Rashawn is absolutely right. You know, keep your friends on the outside of entrepreneurship that may not see it. But find this safe space to fail and fly where you can be surrounded by people that see it and think it like you, brother. It's critical, critical to your to your success going forward. Let me ask you this: with, with, with Roy still on the call here, James, how can your your facility, your center, be an asset to somebody like him? Can you help us that? Yeah, I mean, I think that wherever Roy is and wherever you are, brother, on your journey, we're able to look at a company for where they are, and then prescribe a pathway to where they want to be, uniquely tailored to their growth trajectory, not just some other thing. Maybe he doesn't want to be the next Facebook or the next Google, or the next Amazon. Mm-hmm. Let us focus on Roy the entrepreneur, Roy's business, Roy's vision, and help fill in the gaps that will help them get there. And, you know, on top of that, Rashawn, outside of the classroom, they, back to that HBCU model. Right. Part of the power of the HBCU model is that a lot of the learning happens outside of the classroom. That's where you meet your best friend. That's where you pledge your fraternity. That's where you meet the girl that you fall in love with. That's where you find the people that stay with you for the rest of your life. And if we create this community and this covenant, entrepreneurs like Roy get absorbed into it. They start to fill those gaps of people that they need in their life to be successful. Wow. Roy, uh, did that help you out, Roy? Yes, it did. And uh, the next question was going to be about uh, getting a mentor, you know, because I feel like sometimes I'm stagnant and, and, you know, things that I'm doing. So, and I just I really need some mentorship to be able to help me uh, with, and guide me at this level. 
You know, James, I started this show because uh, that, you know, Money Making Conversation platform is a mentoring platform because you go to my website, moneymakingconversation.com. You see interviews like I'm doing with James. You can hear him and listen to it back. And, and it's broken down in different categories from entertaining to sports to to entrepreneurship, all these different directors and writers and all these different categories that you can listen to somebody speak. But I know I get that a lot, James, people asking for mentors, where they can go. I can't always answer that question. Can you assist? Can you give some lane of uh, some light to somebody like Roy on where they can go to get mentorship? Yeah, it's part of our platform. It, it's it's matching you with the people that you need to be successful. And mentorship comes in a lot of forms. There's a higher level that I call sponsorship. The people that believe in you enough to not allow you to fail. Um, so, you know, Roy, if it's, if it's places like the Russell Center or it's places like the Urban League or they're in Atlanta, we are uniquely positioned because we have so many organizations that are working to help black businesses grow. I just urge you to have the courage to reach out and to raise your hand and be vulnerable enough to say, hey, I need help, as you've done on this call, my friend, and saying I need a mentor to keep me focused, to keep me forward. Um, and you need that. You need that tribe around you to keep you moving, brother. Wow. And uh, we'd be happy to help. If you go to our site, russellcenter.org, uh, fill out the information. Somebody from our office will reach out, brother. I believe we're bringing on new companies, new stakeholders in February. Uh, so, yeah, brother, we're, we're here to help. Roy, thank you, man. Exactly. Stone Mountain. Roy from yeah, Stone Mountain. Thank you guys for taking my call. You know, I'm just going oh, to tell you something. Mr. Bailey, show, Mr. Bailey right here, show. he's a regular contributor. He don't know it yet, but he's a regular contributor. <laughs> Money make conversation. Hey, brother, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> That's what's up. And, uh, Mr. Bailey, you'll be hearing from me. Awesome. Brother awesome. Roy, I look forward to it, sir. You know, we, 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 right. we, we, we're, you, you know, the whole purpose of what I'm trying to do here and having you as my first guest, because, you know, at the... People always start out with these goals. I'm a, you know, it's, oh, I can do some new resolutions now. I can lose weight or I can start a business or I can, I can be a better parent or a better husband, a better wife or a better, just a better person than this or a better business person. So that's why I felt I needed to launch with your voice, your unique sensibilities to let people know this is the top of the year. This is a moment where you can change things, but don't forget Whatever you did wrong in 2021, go follow you into 2022. And so, mm. but that doesn't mean the opportunities for change and success can be denied you. Talk to us in, 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 in some terminology how your center, how your philosophy can get people rooted in sadness, rooted in depression, rooted in doubt to move forward positively. Brother, you become what you behold. And if you're surrounded by positivity, you know, chances are it's going to rub off on you. Right. You know, the thing that I do love about the center is this is, think of a black man 74 years ago having the audacity in the Jim Crow segregated racist South to build a headquarter building that's a full city block wide and 50,000 square feet. The courage that that entrepreneur had, Mr. H.J. Russell Sr., that energy still lives in the building, man. And that building is going to be here for 50 more years. So when you talk about falling and failing and flying and soaring, we've always missed that, that, that common denominator, that thing that is always there to pick us up when we fall or to celebrate us when we fly. And this is, again, more than just a building, more than just a program for the Russell family and the Russell family of businesses 
this institution has been this beacon of hope in this city for multiple decades. And now we have the opportunity to build on that legacy, brother. So, yeah, again, back to that, surround yourself with, with, with positivity. Surround yourself with other people that are striving, that are growing, that are struggling just like you. It's the kind of community that's necessary for our community to thrive. Wow. When we come back on after our break, I want to I want you to talk a little bit more about the Russell family. We will be right back with more money making conversations with your host, Rashawn McDonald. Welcome back to Money Making Conversations with your host, Rashawn McDonald. I want to give away five uh, ideas. I call it five tips on improving your ability to win. If you want to add to this a little bit on the on, on the other side of the break, please do, James, because, you know, I respect Indeed. you, you know. Number one, identify your strengths. That's very key. Because a lot of people don't understand that they may have a product that they like. That don't mean that anybody else would like it. Identify where you could use some improvement. Right there. That means criticism. See, a lot of people can't handle criticism. They can't handle somebody coming up to them and telling them, hey, you know, if you worked a little harder at this, you can be better. If you, if you, if you studied a little harder, you could be smarter. If you... Exercise a little bit more. You can be stronger. That's called improvement. Consider the benefits of change. Change can be moving. Change could be a job. Change can be a relationship. Change can be a mindset. Change can be an ability to think out of the box. The fourth is set specific goals. You know, you talk about this all the time at the Russell Center. Setting goals. And I hear that word all the time, going out on faith. I'm, I'm going to tell you right up front, I hate when people say that. I don't know how you can be successful going out on faith if you don't have a plan. And finally, mm-hmm. be consistent. If you're not consistent with who you meet, who you talk to, how you, I always tell people, if you, you if you have a business and you're inconsistent on what time you open the doors, you don't have a business. I um, started this show, you know, uh, my, my, my company is like 20 miles away from here. I close my shop up, all my employees go, I get in my car, get in traffic, I come here on Tuesday. I'm trying to change your life. I'm trying to change your life in a lot of different ways. And when I bring a person like James Bailey on to talk about centers that you may not know, like he talked about the Urban League, you know, the Small Business Administration, you know, all these, these are locations where you can go for mentorship, you know, talking to strangers, because that's a lot of things people need to understand is that my life that I live right now wasn't tied to people that I knew. It was tied to people who saw something in me and made sure I ascended to what I, they thought I could possibly be. So don't always expect it to be your pastor or your parents or your wife or your or your best friend or your coworkers. It could be strangers, can be your mentors. And that's why he mentioned the word Urban League. That's why I'm saying small business administration. That's why I mentioned Russell Center. You're going to walk into a building filled with strangers, and that's a community that he's talking about. That community that the Russell Center is creating over there. It's right. You can. It's a stone's throw from HBCUs. That's what he's talking. About. That's why he keeps mentioning HBCUs. It's right down the street from Mercedes Benz. If you make a right down MLK, you're gonna run right into all those HBCUs: Morris Brown, Spelman, Clark Atlanta University. You're gonna run into all of them. Morehouse. But if you keep straight, you're gonna run right into the Russell Center. And there's a family that made the decision that what they got, they want other people to at least consider the possibility of achieving or having entrepreneurship. Tell us about that, Jane. That's really why, you know, I wanted to tell your story, but I wanted to close talking about the family that's enabling these changes to happen in this great city of Atlanta. Your turn. You know, 
it's a powerful legacy. It's hard to talk about our work without talking about the legacy. I mean, if you're black in Atlanta and doing business, you have to thank Herman Russell Sr. Uh, he integrated the Chamber of Commerce at the city and the state level, built half of our skyline. Uh, the brother had a pool inside his house at 30 years old where a young Dr. King used to go swim and try to figure out how he wanted to change the world. Um, and even when we think about where the building is located, uh, he built that building there intentionally. When you talk about those schools that are right across the street, well, 74 years ago, you couldn't go to the University of Georgia. You mm-hmm. couldn't go to Georgia Tech. You couldn't mm-hmm. go to Emory. Mm-hmm. So when our, when our students used to matriculate from all over the world to go to these schools, he knew that they needed to see the physical manifestation of what was possible for people that look like them. So he built his headquarter building intentionally on a hill directly across the street from all of those schools to be a beacon and to be an inspiration. And we hope to be that continuously for what we're doing right now for entrepreneurs and small business owners. So the Russell family, even today after his death, H.J. Russell and Company is the largest black-owned construction firm in the country. Their their airport concession company, Concessions International, is one of the largest in the country. Um, A legacy that now has gone into a third generation. And uh, so it's a powerful legacy. But again, when I say you become what you behold, Rashawn, we don't have enough examples of generational wealth mm-hmm. to truly aspire to it. And the Russell family happens to be one of those shining examples of black excellence and black wealth that stood the test of time and survived a generation. You know, the interesting thing about, I'm going to use the word frustration because of the fact that I know there's a lot of people listening to this show. I know, I know you encounter people on a regular people, regular basis who want to, who want to start their own business, got this great idea, don't know what to do with it. Uh, they they hear the word entrepreneurship, but they don't know what that means. They don't know the definition of what that means. And when I say the when I say Russell Center, I know some people they're gonna ignore it. It's like they ignore anything else in life. That that's not an option. That's something that, oh, I wish I the word I wish comes become a dominant part of the conversation. How can we get more African Americans involved? I guess that's the question I want to ask you. And guess what? I'm not expecting you to answer it correctly, but I know you are a deep thinker. I know you encounter these questions a lot more than I do. And you and you see more people frustrated and you see more dreamers than I do sometimes. Cause I just go to work and I come here on Tuesday and I interview people who who call me. So talk about that whole journey because they come through your door, James, and they you can see that brightness in their eyes, that energy in their face. How do you build on that as an entrepreneur, somebody who's seeking that dream? I mean, one, you've got to decide. And this is the part that is frustrating, brother, because that's the part you can do nothing about. If you're looking to go from good to great, yes, great takes a certain amount of effort. Great takes a certain amount of grit a certain amount of commitment, a certain amount of toughness. I love the tip that you gave before the break. It has a certain level of humility attached to it, and you've literally just got to make a decision. Do I want to be average or good, or do I want to be great? Mm -hmm. And if you want to be great, seeking out those organizations, those strangers that you talked about, those mentors, those people, those places that you need to be in that will fortify your greatness. Uh, that will sustain that self-esteem, that will improve that self-confidence, and that will show you the way. Uh, I mean, and and so for me, I have grown to the point 
then let us focus on those that want to be great. Because I think the more of those that we focus on, rather than taking some of our energy for those that are just content with being good, if I get enough Rashawn McDonald's out there, I know that I got a better chance of inspiring the next Rashawn McDonald from being good to great. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, you know, focusing a lot of those energies on the people that are saying, I'm ready, let's go, and hoping that the energy that we create with that that small nucleus right. permeates into the community, inspires others to make that leap. You know, James, you know, we've, we've seen how, you know, since the George Floyd incident, how this America has that's changed. Uh, my wife and I, we, we, we look at television and we see diversity casting in these movies and streaming. And we know four or five years ago, that was a white person, not a black person when that <laughs> role. I know that for a fact. Five years ago, they was ready to tear down Cheerios because the little white kid woke up the black dad. Okay. <laughs> so I know changes are happening and changes have to happen. And what I've noticed is how the corporate, as an entrepreneur, you know, you have the diversity suppliers at these major corporations now. And there's a shift now. And then you hear the terminology, diversity, equity, and inclusion, uh, DEI. How can we see these changes? And you being an entrepreneur, how can we guide young people or people in their 40s, people in their 60s? Because hey, you can be 60 years old. You can still start your own business. Don't think you can't. 60 is the new 40, okay? Yes, sir. And so let's make it work. So how do how can we take advantage of these shifts James, and uh, as we close out this, this this great interview with you and advise people to contact you over at the Russell Center for more advice, more mentorship. You know, make no mistake, Rashawn, we, we are in a moment. And I don't know how long it's going to last. There was this great awakening, uh, this great, you know, understanding, and this great push to be more diverse, to be more inclusive. Uh, but we can't bank on that lasting forever. Our real goal right now is how do we take this moment and make it a true movement? How do we grow the businesses that can hire our own people? We don't need DEI initiatives mm-hmm. because we have the company for the people in our company. I mean, people people from our community. Uh, I just think that we have this window in time for those of us that have the ability to go for all those of us that have the ability to actually capitalize on opportunities, to build relationships, to build structures and infrastructures, to build companies that can hire our people, we need to buckle up. Because uh, there is no guarantee that this level of consciousness is going to last for the next decade. And so if there was ever an urgency for, for black thinkers, black innovators, black ideators, black business people, black dreamers, to put that dream to work is right now. Because if we start creating our own infrastructure, our own companies, right. our own platforms, our own manufacturers, at that point, brother, we don't need another George Floyd. Wow. Well, I'm going to tell you James, uh, you were the perfect first guest of the year. You know, we're going to make this an annual thing. You're going to always be my first guest of the year. <laughs> Because of the fact that, you know, so, you know, it's really, you know, we we met and we have not reconnected, but the life gives you these different paths. And now we're reconnecting in a format I feel is going to help thousands, especially thousands in the city of Atlanta. And I want to continue to drive people over to the Russell Center. But more important, I want to tell everybody, mentorship is where you find it. It don't have to be anybody you know. It can be a stranger who recognizes that you have a gift and a sense of purpose to change somebody else's life. Keep doing that. James, thank you for coming on Money Making Conversation, brother.
brother. I am Sean. You keep doing this. Do this being keep being a light, brother. That's what you are. And uh, thank you, sir, for the opportunity. We talked to him and tell uh, everybody, hey, Russell, I'm coming by, man. We're going to eat, and oh, then I'm going to go over. I'm going to eat. We're going to bank on I'm going to eat across the street, and then I'm going to walk on over. <laughs> brother, we, hey, next time you at Pascal's, I got you, brother. It's on my tab. Okay. I appreciate you, man. God bless you, man. Right, Happy New Year. Again, this is how the show is. This is your show. Don't disappoint me by not participating.